0: Sometimes in some conversations, I like to inter- introduce it and say, "Okay, this is what we talk about," because I want to talk about a specific topic. Mm-hmm. But with the Angrams, I just knew I, we needed to sit down for a round two of this conversation with them. One of the things we talked about is a- authenticity. We have all these thoughts. I mean, how do I how do I vocal- verbalize this? We have all these thoughts, and then the words we speak and the wor- words we use to present ourselves to the yes. word- world are choices we make. And we can decide... The words
1: are choices. The words are
0: choices we make, because that's a new information. Except,
1: sort of not. Okay. So there's been a lot of research done on people in poverty, middle class, and then kind of the elite. And the extent of each category's vocabulary. They were looking at children, they were looking at adults, but in particular children. Your vocabulary shrinks substantially from poverty to middle class. I mean, each, each category, you only know a a certain range of words. Okay. And so that's why it's, it's not a stereotype, but often people in poverty, especially children have, they get really angry. I've noticed just when I go to Aldi, which is often, you know, poorer people go there, myself included, apparently (laughs) Um, it's a deal, but people get pissed about things, small things, And just as you maneuver the world, you'll notice this. Uh, And that is because they do not have the vocabulary to articulate what they are feeling and what they need. And so they respond with small words and anger. Yes. So there's more to vocabulary. It has to do with your social standing and class.
0: Is, and is that just purely education, you think? Or is that yeah. just because your surroundings only use... I mean, I think that
1: they words. all play off of each other, but I think a lot of it is education. But if you're looking at... One of, one of the studies was talking about kindergartners. Okay. And so at that point, you have the same amount of knowledge as... Educational knowledge as every other kindergartner. Yeah. Um, so that would tell me that for children, it's ne- not necessarily education, but it's your surroundings. I mean, my clients are always telling me when they're in class with me, like, man, you know so many big words. And I'm not trying to know big words. It's just, it's just how I talk.
0: I wonder, I would, I'd be interested if someone who's coming for, from a lower class, like financially lower class or whatever that, that culture is coming from, I wonder if they would feel pressure if they ever tried to extend their vocabulary
1: Mm-hmm.
0: or build, learn more and speak differently, I wonder if they'd ever feel pressure because they're not feeling being authentic. That's not who you are. What are you trying to prove?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, someone.
0: When I was in school, I uh, we, we were talking about this earlier this week, having a catchphrase. Oh, It was a thing we did. Everybody, you had yeah. catchphrases, you repeated things. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I went through a period of time in my life where I was repeating things. I know I don't have a huge vocabulary, and I to the point where when I write things, try not to use words that you don't use in your everyday language because right. then you're not writing in your own voice. Right,
1: But you use a thesaurus
0: often. So I'm using a thesaurus often, but thesaurus which
1: does feel like you're trying too hard
0: sometimes. I know. So then I'm for me I'm wondering, I'm not saying it
1: reads like that, yes. but like watching you do that, it just seems like you're no, just using a big uh, word to use a big word.
0: Oh, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, then the difference for me is that you should know is that a thesaurus for me is less about finding a new word. And a thor- thesaurus for me is because I feel like I have such a bad memory. I have a proper noun deficit, as my buddy Bruce Balgard, who I interviewed on this podcast says. He said <laughs> that sometimes when you're, when you're in conversation, a proper nouns, remembering someone's name or place or time, those specifics, sometimes he, he are lost.
1: Do you think another term for a proper noun deficit is Alzheimer's? I hope not I hope not too
0: You, you always joke that I have all, I'm going to have Alzheimer's But no. then someday if I really come down with it You're going to look back on these and
1: Say that I say cursed you I was going
0: to say you're going to regret this But you'll just look back and say that you're right
1: But you won't regret it because you'll be gone
0: <laughs> no, I was, okay. no it's just your yes. grandpa's obsession I, With yes. avoiding Alzheimer's yes.
1: It's in your family yes. To be afraid of it and also obsessed with avoiding it And
0: Yes but no, I digress. Me, I digress. You can't digress when I'm going to digress okay. this. We for me a thesaurus is less about finding a big word, but I always have a thesaurus on hand because uh, I want sometimes I that, the right word is missing from my mind, especially when I'm writing it down permanently. I want to find yeah. the word that I can't remember right now.
1: But sometimes I've seen you use words where you didn't actually really know what we, it meant. What you,
0: no. <laughs> That's not true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> what you like, read something that I wrote like, he doesn't know what this word means
1: no there were times <laughs> where you were reading it out loud and I had seen you use a thesaurus word yes. and I was like that doesn't fit that's not in the right context
0: this is exactly what I was talking about why I wanted to talk to you about this because authenticity when someone would say I want to build my vocabulary if you're in one place in life you want to elevate yourself to another place you want to hold yourself at a higher level if you want to I think the trick
1: is, okay. right or wrong, yes. When you want to take yourself to another level, one way that you get there is by pretending like you're already at that level.
0: Yes, but then you have someone like your wife telling you you don't you don't <laughs> use that word. Well, you what still are you trying to
1: say? <laughs> yeah. But I and, 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 and by I don't grounding
0: think... you mean hold you back, <laughs> clip your wings.
1: No. Prune you. <laughs>
0: so yeah. that you grow better.
1: <laughs> that's what pruning is. Have you heard of that word?
0: You, you prune a bird's wings, so you, you can ground it. And oh, uh, my gosh. No, so you a to tree, you prune trees. Away. You want to you keep me dumb so you can <laughs> have me yourself.
1: No, I want you to be <laughs> smart, you and smart and succeed and make I, a lot
0: of money. Not smart enough to leave you, though.
1: Oh, you'll never do that.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: You don't have that kind of smart inside of you. Because <laughs> that's called dumb. <laughs> Anyway, I, I yes. hear what you're saying about authenticity, and, and I, it's kind of a murky thing, you know, because I do think there is a place for what I just said. Yes. If you want to get there, you got to pretend you're there. Yes. And I don't think that's right or wrong. I think that's just how the game works.
0: Yeah. So I agree. But what's fascinating to me about all this is because it's not just about vocabulary. It could be anything. If you want to, you need to, like people say, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Right. So even dressing, even even if you're in one, you have friends and who have known you to be dressing a certain way, and then you say to yourself, screw it. I'm going to change my wardrobe and start looking like a badass.
1: I have a funny story about that. Okay. Sort of. So... I, I remembered this story the other day when I was at a thrift store looking at dresses. Yeah. When I was maybe a sophomore in college, I went to Texas to my cousin's wedding. And at that time, I had this one black dress that I wore to like every wedding. It was cheap, but it was like a really flattering, nice black dress. I looked awesome in it. And my cousin, who is four years younger than me, so I was like 19, so she was four years minus that. Yeah. I looked so great and she didn't like what she brought to wear that she like started crying and kind of threw a small fit. And okay. I'm not being conceited when I say it's because I looked really good. Okay. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Even at the time, I was like, you look great. What are you... What's going on in your brain right now? Anyway.
0: That is because you're driving your greatness out of comparison to the- Because...
1: Oh man! because then everything loses its value so i think that's a terrible way to look at things which is what you're saying
0: this is this is a random thought i i was out today the person behind the counter was ambiguous their voice was more traditionally masculine lower and their style and makeup and appearance was traditionally traditionally feminine i was i was staying there by myself, I started thinking about that. I thought to myself, okay, this person has a low voice. Let's let's dissect that sentence. This person has a low voice, but what does low mean? Because low is not a frequency True. that we say, okay, everything under, say, I, I would say, knowing frequencies and knowing music, I would say a low voice is anything under um, 500 hertz. Okay. That would be, anything under that would be a low voice. But really, in our everyday conversation, when we're talking about that person has a low voice. You're only comparing it to other people. Yeah. Because low compared to what? Low compared to...
1: Uh, low compared to other women, low compared to other men, men low and, just in general.
0: Yes. And we, yes, so it's only by comparing this is a low voice because we've heard other voices that are higher and other verses, voices that are lower. And this falls in the lower end of the spectrum of the average of voices that we have heard in our life. Mm-hmm. But then we say, well, that's a masculine voice because that falls in the average of people that are traditionally masculine. Okay. And so that's just, I'm relating to your thoughts on comparison. Everything's, so many things in life, are we're just comparing ourselves. You wear a dress, well, that dress is, I'm comparing you to the wardrobe of other genders that have worn other wardrobes that that traditionally falls under.
1: This feels like a weird tangent,
0: but. Well, the tangent, the reason I'm saying this is because your cousin, Mm -hmm. is she's finding her own Well, I, this is a great outfit. I look great until I see you and I think you look better than me. So now my average of awesomeness is lower because Mm -hmm. you have raised the standard. Right. And I wonder in this whole thought of authenticity, it's just fascinating to me because, uh, it's all about the standard of average. If the people around you at this level, then in you try to rise above it, you're trying to force something. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then it just makes me think you are the medium of the median of the five people you hang out with the most mm. and surround yourself with. So for me, when it comes to authenticity, how much how how important is it to be intentional about the people you're surrounding yourself with? Here's my I want to close this I this Great. concept down. Uh, authenticity. Here's a definition of authenticity. Made or done in the traditional or an original way or in the way that faithfully resembles an original.
1: Okay, that's sort of Opposite traditional or original, those are two different things
0: because well, originally, you're thinking original, new, but the original being the I guess this is talking about not being fake, like a a fake reproduction of something.
1: So, being authentic could be kind of two different extremes.
0: Well, you well, to me, this definition makes me think of traditional authentic means you are doing something or appearing in a way that you traditionally act or you have originally acted the original you. I've known before acts this way so being authentic is to be continuation of that original self consistent yes based on facts accurate or reliable and so I think when people say authentic it means that you are being true to yourself mm-hmm. but I, what I don't think people talk about is that we are able to sit and reflect on our past self And what we've done in the past and disrupt it intentionally if we want to and create a new self, Mm. which is crazy, too, because you think about you think about all the science and studies that have come out that say that your body and your cells completely regenerate on a molecular level, whereas I think it's three, is it nine years Every nine years. I think it's seven, but. Okay, seven years that you're a completely, on a cellular level, a completely different person.
1: It's very weird.
0: So then, why do we think that you need to be consistent and act consistent with yourself seven years ago or nine years ago? Well, who's saying that? I just think, well, I think. Who's
1: saying that we have to stay the same?
0: I think we say it. Culturally, I think there's, Mm -hmm. I think when you, I'm thinking about your story earlier when you're talking about, you know, someone in a lower income status. Mm -hmm. I think they're very much, the reason we have culture is because it comes down to people like us do things like this. And our nature as humans is to want to call other people out when we don't feel like they're being their traditional self and trying Mm -hmm. to prove something and we then also because maybe our fear of us looking like we're trying to prove something. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm saying all this to say that it's just interesting because we were talking about in our conversation when someone looks at um, Chris Fleming, right? Mm. He has these hilarious videos, and when you look at it, you think Chris Fleming is hilarious. He has all these great YouTube videos. And what, even if we don't say it subconsciously, we want to think he's a hilarious person. He just has this idea and then he just, and then he just does it mm-hmm. and ju- and everything comes in. I think maybe better, maybe a better way to say it is everything comes naturally for him. We, well, I, we
1: think that about everyone and that's yes. never true because it's not true for us either.
0: Yeah, it isn't. But I, I, maybe I, am I alone in this? Maybe you can be the voice of reason. Maybe I'm alone in my head where it's, I have this subconscious thing that is constantly lying to myself telling me that everyone else has had it easier or mm. it comes so much more naturally to everyone else. Right. But me, because I see the behind the scenes of my journey, I just assume that there's, that I, there's, I don't want to say something wrong with me because there's that's dramatic, but. That no, I get I'm, it. Does that make sense? Have you, but you don't ever feel that way because you're so confident. At well, least.
1: I think, I often think Man, it looks like it was easy for them. And then I think, because I know how the world works, that that's wrong. Yeah. So whenever I think that, I also think the follow-up thought, whereas I'm just seeing their curated version of themselves or their final product. Yes. So I always know that. So I'm able to kind of talk myself off that ledge. Yes. Because I know what I'm telling myself is bullshit.
0: Yes, and now it makes everything that you're saying, it makes it so much easier for people to portray the thought that they have it together because now tools, creative tools that would that would allow people to represent something that they have in their mind that doesn't exist and create it and edit it, whether it's video, audio, photo. Uh, those was the first thing that come to my mind for some reason. The tools are so much more accessible to everyone. So now in our everyday life, everybody holds a mini right. marketing tool like in their pocket, on their phone. So you can edit the photos. You can you can take a hundred instead of everybody having a roll of twenty four. You have to get the exposures right, mm-hmm. make sure your makeup's right, and then take a really great shot. Now you take a hundred shots and find one where you and look. And then airbrush it. Then airbrush it out.
1: And then some other twelve-year-old yes. is like, well, that's what. They look yes. like on the regular, and the
0: same goes with anybody posting video. And so, oh man, okay, I think I'm discovering something right now, and that's why uh, we don't. I don't think I see the inauthenticity or the uh, this whole conversation doesn't exist to me, at least in my knowledge, to people writing things with blogs because no, there's no new product that's come out besides now we have more access to, via the internet to hire someone to edit your work mm-hmm. and make you sound smarter, but other than other than that, you when you write something down, that is what you have to say, and you have to edit yourself. There's no magic tool to airbrush your thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just interesting. I find it interesting. So, anyways, when you do something when you do something for a living like music, mm-hmm. it's all this to say is we, I dive into talking uh, with Ankrums about this a little bit about the need to realize that what you're seeing isn't a first take. You're allowed to edit yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh my, oh my. That's so cute.
1: I know. On my silk shirt, gotta be careful. Anyway, yes, I think that is a good reminder that people need to hear because I know that's true, but it's still good to hear it. Yeah. Because we just all walk around feeling like garbage that's why, I love- and everyone else is walking around. That edited person is walking around, feel like garbage. We're all just cycling around the same stool.
0: Yeah, and By <laughs> that I stool. mean poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> We're all circling the drain, centered around a log of shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's by the way. I'm I, that's why I really do like your hand, your tagline on Instagram that says "My Curated Life." Yeah, I don't, just, I think that goes over pe- some people's heads. I'm sure it does. But I like that the, it's so the term a, the "curation"
1: is it's basically a, a job that people do yes. in museums to curate the collection. Okay, we want to have um, African artwork from the 1500s. Okay, someone's job is to curate that collection. Yes. And so. I think that's a funny term for everyone's presence on social media because it's it's our highlight reels. It's the best of the best. Yes. Sometimes it's bullshit. Sometimes it isn't. But it's definitely the highlight reel.
0: Oh man, hell yes! I, and the reason I like that you you say that is because your personality is that you don't. It's not that you want to burn the ship down with it and say all social media is wrong because you, you, you're on it. But let's call it, call it call it what it is. Yeah. I'm so sick of I'm so sick of just. In life, people not calling things what they are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is obnoxious. I'm going to take a picture right now because this.
1: Is this face looking at you?
0: Okay. <laughs> I do want people to know that the majority of this conversation has been recorded with a cat on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: And a crick, in, a crick in my neck.
0: And a crick in your neck. Let's end up with this. Thanks for hanging out with me, Hovi. You're welcome. I I
1: have gifted you with my time. Oh, it's so fun to
0: talk with you. I I, what I what I want to do better is, um, what I want to do better is, spurring on these conversations with you, but not having to start like think about too deep. I started doing that, but it is your way. Cool.
1: All right, Shadow, come down.